Welcome back to another episode of I Call Next. We got JK, got Gogia, myself. Oh, sorry. I held the cup the wrong way. Coming off of a fun weekend. Super Bowl. Who was it fun for? Except for people in Tampa. Who was it really fun for? Like, I, I hated the Super Bowl. It, it was not an entertaining game. Like, this was a fun Super Bowl if you are a Bucks fan slash Tom Brady fan, and that's about it. Like, did, thoroughly, like, you saw the beginning of the game, and you're like, all right, Bucks got it. Saw the end of the game, and you're, like, waiting for a Kansas City comeback, and it just never happened. Like, it was, it was a terrible game because you knew who was winning from the get-go. I had more fun playing Super Bowl squares than watching the game itself. <laughs> I didn't have That's fun doing that either. Yeah, I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have fun doing that either. I didn't win shit. Oh, so At cool. one point, I was praying for a missed field goal, a missed extra point. I was like, if, if they missed this extra point, I got a shot. And I'm like, nah, that's an extra point. They're going to make that shit. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of the least, uh, I guess, fun Super Bowls to watch. Um, like you said, at one point, the game almost seemed decided. You're like, okay, will there be a comeback? There really wasn't. Um, but I mean, we'll get into the different inputs of the game as we go through the episode today. But yeah, it was it was boring. Um, I, I will say we did see. I will say I'm happy for Bruce Arian. I like Bruce Arians. I'm happy for him. That's the only person I'm really happy for. Everyone else, I don't really care. I like Bruce I Arians as a coach. Good. Was he a coach there? No, he was a quarterback there. Back. Oh, I don't I don't know his life, man. I don't know his life. <laughs> Damn! All right, sorry. Y'all excited? Good, good job. He also, he also was uh, roommates with um, Tiki Barber's dad while he was there. That's very random. That's a fun stat. Yeah, then, random stat. And then T- Tiki Bar- Barber said, "Fuck you, Dad. I'm going to UVA." That's what happened, right? <laughs> All right. That's what happened. So let's let's actually yeah. dive into the game. We understand that yeah. it was a shitty ass game, but like. Overall, I mean, like, let, let's think about the bigger picture. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. in the past, we've been talking about how no one's going to match with what Brady has done. We are at the point where Brady is more likely – I think you said this last week, where, like, Brady is more likely to go to the Super Bowl than Steph is to make a three. Like, how nuts is that? And now the fact that he has seven Super Bowl wins, that is more Super Bowl wins for one person than any NFL team. Pat's got six because of Brady. And the Steelers got six. That's it. Like, how crazy is this that one person, one individual, has more Super Bowls than any other team out there? I think it's pretty crazy because I think I threw out the stat last week where no other players played in more than seven Super Bowls, and let alone a quarterback, no more than five in the history of the NFL itself. So, um, for him to, first of all, I think it's the longevity, right? Not, I mean, you you really don't have that many years in the NFL and let alone a freaking 20-year season and then get to Super Bowl half of those. So, like, that itself is why, one, I'm thinking, hey, it's going to be a long time before someone could do this right now. What's interesting is the guy he just played, Patrick Mahomes, I think is the best guy that can potentially achieve that right now. He's young, already got a Super Bowl, been to two. Um, the trajectory is great, but obviously you got to see longevity of his career, no injuries, et cetera, whatever. Yeah. So the one thing I'll ask you guys about this is Pat Mahomes played awful. 
like, I don't know about you guys, like, in my actual opinion, he was awful. Two interceptions, the offense didn't score a touchdown. He completed 26 of 49, right? Part of that, part of that was not having their tackle, and you saw him running for his life so much. Like, he was throwing those crazy balls, and he was running for his life the entire time, it felt like. It felt like he could never get settled, and I think that played a part. I don't totally – if you're about to ask if the Pat Mahomes' fault, I don't – It's he, he shares some blame, but I don't think it's only his fault. But I mean, yes, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you guys see the next-gen stat that Patrick Mahomes ran for 497 yards before passing uh, – before he hit a pass or got sacked? So the man, like you said, was running for his life. That's the most yards a quarterback's ran like in any game this season. Like it's absurd. Wait, what do you mean? Four hundred? Yeah. Wait, what? Ran for four hundred ninety-seven yards on the field before he threw a pass or got sacked. Like you know when he was scrambling around. Oh, you mean in any direction? Like, yes. Yes, he ran okay. for almost five hundred yards. I thought. I no. thought. I thought he no, broke. Did rush for five hundred yards? No. Was like, what? That, what I'm going to throw out there is. There were times where I felt like he was doing it unnecessarily, right? Or, like, I, I vividly remember one play where, you know, he was just kind of, like, running, and then he was just turning, and even when no one was in front of him, he was just turning just to turn, and he ran, like, he's, he turned into the direction of a person coming at him. I agree. Then he ran even more crazily around that, and then he, like, launched the ball off. I agree, but those those passes that he launched, he hit receivers in the hands or in the face, like literally in the face mask. No so doubt. One, I agree, he, he didn't have a great performance. I don't think it was as bad as you say it is. I think there were, you know, all these factors that determined into it, but there were a lot of drops. There were a lot of penalties. There were a lot of other things that determined uh, the outcome of this game. And to be honest with you, uh, 26 for 49, 270 yards, two interceptions, right? So, it, I mean, it's not terrible stats. Like, he started off pretty bad. We still put up some numbers, and it's just there are a lot of other factors that went into it. I wouldn't say he had the worst I game think possible. part of it is he, he – once you hear the footsteps, like, early in the game, you're hearing the footsteps the entire game, right? So you're just running for your life because that's what you've been doing pretty much for the first, like, three drives. I mean, at that point, you're just he – was, he was rattled, right, from the so, get. That's what it felt like. On so top he, of – Sorry, one sec. And on top of that, he's going to have – he's supposed to have now off-season surgery for his turf toe. So, like, he also wasn't playing totally healthy on top of that. So, I think that plays some part, at least. Not, It's not the excuse of why he played. I think the ex- excuse, quote-unquote, is left tackle being out. That really so, hurts. So, on 56 of his dropbacks, he got pressured on 29 of them, which is uh, a record for the Super Bowl. So he's, I mean, on, if it's that many, like it's, it's going to be tough. That's why he was running for his life. He had the 500 yards. I mean, but even with that, he's still hitting receivers. He's still throwing good balls. Yeah. And, and number one, I do get it. Your left tackle's out or was it your left tackle or right tackle? I think left. I think he's left tackle. So yeah, your tackle is out. I understand your backup guys are not going to be as good. Blah, blah, blah. But he's the worst. Overall, he wasn't the worst. Great. Huh? In fairness, he's not the worst backup in the world either. But I mean, yeah. yeah. But these teams played each other a little while ago, you know, and that's the game that Tyreek went Hill went off. You know, he did like the 
the the peace sign to like Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield got his comeback today. But do you got to give props to – is this more of a coaching thing? Did Todd Bowles' defense just get outcoached uh, – or did they outcoach Andy Reid's offense? Like, is that what happened here? Part of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you so, have to give Todd Bowles credit. You have to give him credit to turn up the heat. You know what the weakness is, and you attack the weakness. I mean, it's kind of one of the things where, like, you did your job, and you did it really well at the right – at the most, like, watched moment, right? You did it right, right? You didn't do it wrong, in my opinion. There, there were times where it looked like they were about a blitz, and all they did was they brought their front four, and they just completely destroyed that offensive line. Like, and – yeah. Like, you know, like Tyree Kill just in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, this is classic. Like, all right, you're going to just cover Tyree Kill. Got it. Like, we're just going to dump everything off to like Travis Kelsey. And Tampa's linebackers, I don't know what they did this time compared to last time. Like, Travis Kelsey had a good game, no doubt about it. Like, I think he had like, he had 10 catches, 133 yards. Great game for him. Obviously, no touchdowns. But like, it, it just didn't seem like they could get anything even going. Like, in the second half, they did get some stuff to Travis Kelsey. First half, just nothing. Like, I, like I, it, it literally looked like Tampa just came and just punched them in the mouth and just literally just kept the, uh, their throat, like, pinned down and everything. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like – it wasn't even amusing to watch. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean, you heard Andy Reid in the game, right? He's like, he gave him props, and he's like, I could have probably done some things differently. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, he came in, he did his job. He was well-recognized for what he did. There's no, there's no question about it. Yeah. And if anything, right, I've been saying this for the last three weeks leading up to this game, that the defense and the defensive scheme they've been doing, coming from um, right after, after the Washington football team game, right? So they went through Brees, they stopped that offense. They went through Rodgers, they stopped that offense. And then I told you guys again, I was like, dude, if, if there's a way they're going to win, it's going to be the defense. And they came through and they, they shut them down. It's really sad to me that Tyler Heineke was the best right? against even even game. Even Pete noticed that in the game yesterday. And he was right when he I'll said leave it he was, at that. Right when he said it, he was like, why did I say that? <laughs> so all i'm saying is a-rod come on heineke baby heineke pat that all i learned yesterday was tyler uh taylor whatever heineke is better than matt mahomes in my opinion that's what i learned <laughs> i think uh in general just from that game onwards they they really started to come together and peak and they at each game they just kept peaking and shutting down the better offenses and i mean like like i said everyone gave hats off to him right he deserves the credit for that but uh, it was both sides of the ball, honestly. Both sides of the ball put up some pretty interesting things during the game. So Tampa also put up four touchdowns. Did you guys notice the connection between all four of those touchdowns? Yeah, well, they're all players that weren't there. They probably they're all players that came to Tampa because of Brady. Yeah, man. Two of them, two of them by Gronk, one of them by Antonio Brown, and one of them by Leonard Fournette. One yeah. Fournette, two Gronk. You also know uh, another interesting thing that connects all of them. What? They're also free agents. <laughs> they all about to get paid. I don't know about Antonio Brown. Um, Rob Gronkowski, I feel like he's just going to resign. They're going to go yeah. He's not going to go anywhere. Is Gronk going to play? Is he going to play or is he going to retire? I asked that genuinely. I don't actually know. I think he's a most likely coming back. Okay. 
Tom Brady can convince him. Yeah. I think you know what it's going to be because he can't do his little cruise thing because of COVID. Yeah. He'll just come back for the year. Like, I, I got another year until I can go back to partying on that cruise ship. So I'll do it. So, JK, something I wanted to kind of touch on. So we've been talking about the defense, right? I also want to talk a little about the offense. Um, I don't know if you guys saw some of the stats on the play action that was played last night. So I think there's there's a lot of credit goes to Byron Leftwich. So uh, about 43% uh, they ran play action, which is 10% higher than any of the games that they ran this season. And while they ran the play action, they went 10 of 13, 135 yards. They got the three touchdowns and nine first downs while running that. So what they ended up doing is when they ran this, they basically had the Chiefs base defense out on the field, right? So they had the four defensive backs. So in week 12, when they played, they were out there for one out of 55 snaps. So 2% of the snaps. In the Super Bowl, they had him out there for 20, 28 of the 63 snaps, 44% of the snaps. So this is where I think both sides of the ball is where I'm saying cumulatively is what screwed the Bucks, or sorry, screwed uh, the Chiefs because on offense, they, they hit him with something they weren't used to. They got him really offside guessing what's going to go on. And then uh, defensively, they strapped him up and they couldn't get anything going either. Yeah. I mean, so Kansas City – they have Steve Spagnuolo running their defense. They have Eric Bellum. What? Bellini. Bellini running that's their. I, that's at least what I say. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with it. You know, yeah. Bellini's supposed to be a head coach candidate. Spagnuolo's been a head coach. Didn't go well. Yeah, that didn't go well. But over, he ran a good defense. He, he did run a good defense, goal. but he did not run a good. He did not run a good football team. He ran a good yeah. defense. Yeah. But. Bruce Arians and his stat, like you, you think about it. Like Spagnola is a good defensive coordinator. You got, can we agree on that at least? Yeah, yeah. Byron Leftwich is a a new guy. No, but no, no, no. I I would disagree in the sense that he's been being he's been being groomed for this. Like he's been like a situation where he's being groomed for a while. I remember hearing about Byron Leftwich coming as in as like an assistant quarterback coach and going. Man, Byron Leftwich still in the league around here? Because he was like he was like a backup, backup, backup kind of guy that was literally just getting ready for coaching. How long has he been in coaching now? I want to say like almost like four or five years now. He started in 2017 with Arizona. Before, with, well, where were you? Arians was there. Yeah, so four years. I was off, but I also think that he was uh, the backup somewhere and like literally just on a headset the entire time. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because, I mean, like, he stopped playing in 2012. Yeah. Right? So, he stopped playing in 2012. He got his first official gig in yeah. 2017. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it helps having, like, Tom Brady be your quarterback. There's less work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Tom, how, how can you really coach up with a guy like Tom Brady? Like, That's he fair. knows what the hell he's doing. Listen, and, Byron Leftwich can coach anyone up. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm saying is he he had an easier job, um, but at the same time it's like he killed it. Like, yep. You know, play calling was amazing. Um, granted, we don't know the full level of effort of what actually he does other than call plays. Um, other than call plays, I mean, there's very the- little I can talk shit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Mm-hmm. I, I can't talk shit to you. That, it, it's like you won. You destroyed them on all phases of the game. So can I ask you a question based on what you just said? Yeah. Do you retract the statement that you're saying if the 49ers were at full strength, the Bucks would suck? Do you think that was the piece that that would have stopped this entire? Huh? Bucks were fifth or sixth seed. They're fifth. Yeah. Because they're ten and six. They would have made the playoffs at ten and six. And they still would have made this run regardless, right? I mean, they played the best teams. To be honest, they still played the Packers and beat the shit out of them. I mean, not beat the shit out of them, but still beat the toughest round. All I can all I can tell you right now is that. Go get you know I hate Tom Brady. You yes, know, know I've never given the pump. I know. In my eyes, this Super Bowl, he has surpassed Peyton Manning as the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, I think I, I think he already had that to be honest, but this most, cements it. This people, cements it. Before it was the question whether or not it was like a, a, a debate. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, like he was a system guy prior to this, in my opinion. <laughs> And this proves. Yeah, I think. I think the only convincing needed was for you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the rest of us had already taken the train. You're just taking the next train at this point. <laughs> if there's people still arguing this fact that Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time, you're stupid. Right, that's it. That's all it is. You're stupid. Well, there's always been the difference, right? There is statistically the best versus being the actual best. Like Calvin Johnson is the best wide receiver of all time, but he doesn't have those stats. Jerry Rice is. Jerry Rice is. That's Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the best at – Jerry Rice is the GOAT, right? Okay. No doubt about it. We're, we're not denying that, right? Okay. Okay. But if yeah. you look at physically who is the best, it's Calvin Johnson. Yes, physically he's the best. Physically he's the best. He's, he's – every other category, Jerry Rice – was better at everything. I'm saying if you Another have debate, we won't go into it. And something yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like but, beat the hammer down on. Go ahead. But like my whole thing is, there was the argument that Peyton Manning is an actual pure better quarterback. This erases it in the sense that Tom Brady could lead any quarterback, any team to the Super Bowl. If you have Tom Brady, you have a chance to win. Yep. You're basically saying that objectively and subjectively, you can clearly say that he's the clear cut best. Yeah. There's no, ar- so, yeah, exactly. There's no argument left to say that Tom Brady isn't the goat anymore. That that argument no longer exists. Like you are just delusional at this point now. And I, I JK is JK is so upset right now. Like the, his face, if this isn't come out on the video, and this is like one of the only audio parts, I just want to say to the listeners that his face is like. He is distraught that this is what he has to say. And and to be honest with you, like Gogia said, I think I think for me he flipped that switch when he got the sixth one, and I was like, wow, this is this is just absurd. And now seven is yeah. even crazier. The um, twenty-eight to three comeback. No matter what scheme you have, you have to make the throws. You have to make the right decisions because at that point, point your might your most quarterbacks gonna start playing erratic and throw more interceptions and just make that hole bigger and. I, that's the moment where I was like, there's no conversation. Before that, I was with you. I was like, Peyton Manning's a better quarterback. He hasn't been as lucky as Tom Brady. But then after that, doesn't matter. There's a lot yeah, of great play callers out there. Huh? Yeah, I mean, luck, no luck regardless. Like, I, I've always stated, like, you know, the one that he got where Seattle should have ran the ball, whatever. Um, but 
to do it this many times to get where you're at, it obviously yeah. you're at, it's not luck seven times over, right? Yeah, no one's that lucky. So, no yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to go back into the convo we had right before this, where we were talking kind of like why do the Chiefs look so bad? So we've kind of gone through a couple of talk to us, a couple of topics, but I think another one I touched on was the penalties. Um, so during the game, they had 11 for 120 yards, and they set a Super Bowl record with having eight of those penalties in the first half. Um, that, I think, partly started to screw them, putting them in the hole, right? Um, for example, remember right before the halftime, they picked up uh, the penalty, which led them to a grunk touchdown. Dude, yeah. So I got another easy point there. Um, what was it on one of the – was it the field goal attempt, I believe, where um, – uh, it was offsides where they got the five yards and they basically drove down the field again to score. Um, there was another the interception was a lot of people are saying that the interception that Tyron Matthew had where it was a holding call completely away from the play. And it was really ticky tacky. Like, are you really going to call that shit? Yeah. Even that, like, just like there's numerous sources that have been saying like, they're calling a lot of iffy things that normal normal times are not getting called, and Tom Brayton doesn't get those calls either. And even even the Mike Evans one, it seemed a little bit incidental, and it's it seemed very, like yeah. he didn't really even touch him. Like that one, like fine, even if I give you that. But then there was the one, was it like in the end zone? There was another hold, like another pass interference that was like blatantly put the ball at the one yard. Yeah, put the ball at the one yard line. Yeah, and I was like, that's not even pass interference. That's the Mike like, Evans one, like, fine, maybe this or that. It wasn't even a catchable ball. It was so far. Yeah, but the, no, but even that one, I'm just kind of like, okay, fine. That's a blown call. But the one in the one yard, I'm like, yo, he didn't even really touch him. Like, what is this garbage? I don't know. So, it was the, so the, I, get that, I get that piece of it, and it sucks. But, again, this is something on Kansas City. They, they are, since 2018, they basically are the most penalized team besides, I think, Jacksonville. And retrospectively, that's when Patrick Mahomes came in. So they've always kind of assumed that he'll bail them out when they keep getting penalties. That's something they got to move forward yeah. with. You can't, you can't be the second team in the league within penalties. And, yeah, you got screwed here, but you set a Super Bowl record of having eight penalties in the first half. Like, you, you got to clean up that piece of the game. You can't always assume that they're going to bail yeah. you out, right? retrospectively on the other side of the ball, Tom Brady just did enough of what he needed to do. He threw the couple touchdowns. He had the 200 plus yards and then zero turnovers. We kind of stated what he needed to yep. do was not throw, not throw interceptions. Yep. Defense stepped up. Perfect. Sure. People were like, Hey, he got carried. Who gives a shit? He did his job. He, it's he's, like he's, he made it to the Super Bowl through all the team. 43 it, years old. Of course he's getting carried. Nobody else is 43. Right. He did exactly what he needed to do. He did exactly what he needed to do and zero turnovers, let your D play their D and then control the game. If they really wanted to, and if it was not a blowout, he would have put up some much more stats in the fourth quarter than the second half of the game. But at that point, they were just cruise control, just riding it out. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, I normally, even though I feel like this was a little excessive on the penalties, you can't, if you lose to the penalties, like in the last few minutes, that's on you. You should never have been in the situation where you were in, you're going to lose by the penalties, right? You're supposed to overcome that. But this was a little excessive. It seemed a little excessive, but whatever. This is a little excessive, but again, they were already getting the penalties, right? Like before halftime, towards the end, towards the end. I agree with you. Also, they were getting to beat the shit out of anyway. Like it's not like the penalties are the reason you lost. You played like shit is why you lost. Your penalties just didn't help. 
right? right. They just added fuel to the fire of your garbage. I'm saying they 100% lost because of penalties, yeah. but the penalties ended up yeah. really ruining them because then once they got deep in the hole, they were, they were done. Oh, no, no. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you, even though it doesn't sound like I do, but I do agree with you. <laughs> oh, I'm asking to just agree with me, man. <laughs> I agree with you. I just want to make this point of garbage on fire. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> okay, you look like you have something to say. So I, I don't know why, but like, y'all know like my like fake love for Dave Portnoy, and like you know he has a love for Tom Brady and all that stuff. His troll that he did to Jackson Mahomes is hilarious. Did you see that, Gogia? No, I haven't. Did you send it to me? So, I, I, no, I didn't send it. But like, it was on like Barstool Sports. But essentially, like, you know, like Jackson Mahomes is always like dancing to like when his brother wins and stuff. And yeah, you know, him like him and Dave Portnoy got into a rift or something like that. I don't really know. That's bullshit. But yeah. like, Dave Portnoy did a little side by side video of him doing a dance with the Tom Brady shirt for like, you know, like whenever anything big happens, Barstool Sports is always like promoting their stuff. And he has like the Tom Brady shirt, all seven rings. And he's just kind of like pointing at it. And like Jackson Mahomes is like doing his like dance thing. And like, I just love the trollness. Like it was just one of those things that like, I know this is completely off topic, but it was just like, it just kind of clicked in my head and I'm like, the troll factor here was amazing. I'm actually looking at it right now, and I just want to say El Presidente cannot dance whatsoever. <laughs> He's a shitty ass dancer. Oh shit! Sorry, the yeah. sort of point. That is, yeah, he, yeah, he can't dance, bro. But it's that hilarious. It's part of the troll. It's part of the troll. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I don't actually know. I don't think he got hips that move that well. Right, let, let's kind of reel it back. Um, fine don't let me talk about his hips fine go for it (laughs) yeah i got got a serious question for you sure sure now that we've seen the seventh super bowl if let's say gronk comes back and antonio brown comes back Uh let's say leonard fournette leaves okay that's fine do the tampa bay buccaneers have a realistic shot of repeating they have a lot of free agents so let me, let, me, let me touch on that free agency real quick. So they've got, what, three, seven, about eight guys. Uh, they got Leonard Fournette. They got Chris Godwin. They have Antonio Brown, Gronk. They got Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Dominican Sue. They got all these guys, and they've got, I think, I think it's about $40 million in cap space. Obviously, some of these guys are walking. You touched on it earlier. Three, three of these guys accounted for all four of the touchdowns that came. Leonard Fournette walks fine. Maybe Ronald Jones can pick it up, right? I still think you're gonna need. You have to have Gronk. You're gonna have to have Gronk. Um, And then Antonio Brown. Why? Why do you have to have Gronk? You have Cameron Bray, and you have OJ Howard returning next year. I think have OJ Howard this year. Now you will have him. Fair enough, but I think that Gronk is a great asset to have. He comes back on the one-year deal. Him and Brady in these large games always just kill it. Like, no matter what, they always do it. I think it's his safety net. There's a reason why he convinced them to come back, and Brady loves having it as a safety net. Sure, was, they can do it. But I think you got you got to have Gronk just sign back. I think that you have to find a way to re-sign Gronk. I don't think Gronk's going to demand the $9 million again, to be honest. I don't yeah. think it's going to be that expensive to get Gronk back, and back there. I think he knows that he's not going to have to play a lot. 
They just want him in the playoffs and they just need him around for Tom Brady. Right. Um, I think you also need to get Shaquille Barrett back. There's, I don't, I don't think you can survive without him and you can let Fournette walk. Remember they still have LaShawn McCoy just sitting around and LaShawn McCoy is going to be, McCoy said he's retiring. huh? McCoy said he's retiring. Okay, I thought that he's gonna stay, and then you know, so he's gonna be Jones, free. Huh? So Jones. Yeah, you can find a running back. I'm not worried about running back. You can find one. But I agree, though. Barrett, I think Barrett is a key key sign yeah. that they get back. But wait, you said Chris Godwin's also a free agent, right? Is he restrict? I'm looking. Oh, uh, he's unrestricted. Uh, yeah, he's a pure free agent. You need to bring him back too. And Antonio Brown is oh, gonna have to walk. Why? why? You have Mike Evans, Antonio. Let's no. say you bring back Antonio Brown. I'd say you don't. And you have Scotty Miller. I don't you have weapons. Yeah, but I think that you, you I don't Chris listen. Godwin, it's not like Chris Godwin was the god of all these playoffs and stuff. Even this whole season, I you can argue that Chris Godwin was like the back burner of all of these weapons that they use. I also know, but the reason why I say this is because if you're running this team you got to think past tom brady is tom brady playing the year after next i think so you think he's playing three years in this uh, in here like man hasn't slowed down yet so and he doesn't want to stop i don't feel like he's st- playing after next year i don't i really don't think he's playing after next year and like if he loses defensive pieces who, who really carried him he might want to walk before it looks like he might want to walk while it still looks good right don't look like don't look like uh manning on the way out Wait, i don't know i yeah. I forget what, who are you talking about right now? Brady, Brady. Tom Brady, the goat. He said, he's, he said he's coming back. No, no, the no. year after that, right? I think he is one more year and then he leaves. And then you I, want to have those pieces for when you I have those. Barring he has no injuries and it is and he still feels pretty good with his body, he will come back again. Okay, well, I, it's yeah, injury, I the biggest piece of it. If he doesn't get hurt, I think he'll come back again. If he's playing at a high level next year, he's coming back. Okay. Okay. I that said, still, I think Chris Godwin. I think you want to bring back. I don't think Antonio Brown comes back. I think Antonio Brown's gonna be crazy enough to go dictate, try to get like twenty million dollars from some shit. Yeah, he, and Chris Godwin, what Godwin will be more yeah, reasonable. I, I agree with you. If you're going for the long term, I'd, I'd rather want the Godwin. He's only twenty five. Godwin's only twenty five. How old is Mike Evans right now? I'm gonna Google it because I think Mike. I mean, and Mike Evans did say that he's willing to take a pay cut in order to bring weapons back. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Okay. They're about the same age. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to bring Godwin back. You got to bring, you have to bring Shaquille Barrett back more than Godwin. I think mm-hmm. you have to. That's like, I that's, think, I think that's where they're going to focus their attention on. It's got to be on that defense, right? You, yeah. I mean, that's what you, that got you there. Honestly, that's what got you there. You, you can have, you can work with the piece you have an offense. No, I mean, I mean, if it's between the two, if you're asking me between the two, bye, Godwin. Go to Washington. We'll see you here. Welcome. It's nice. It's nice in the winter. It's cold and snows. You might as well say by career as well. Hey, I didn't say you don't. I didn't say you shouldn't say that. <laughs> I mean, the big question really is: Is Blaine Gabbert coming back? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. and, and I'm gonna assume that we can all believe that Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are have a real shot at coming back. It's not like they're old. It's not like they're losing key pieces. They will. They'll come back. I, I mean, do. I do think part of this was health. I think those are the health of Pat Mahomes and the health of your line, right? I think you spend a little money making sure you got backup linemen that you see that it won't work without a backup lineman, right, to come in and, and plug and play. All their, all their key pieces on offense are, you know, Terry Kill, he signed long-term. Travis Kelsey signed long-term. Pat Mahomes uh, is there until pretty much he dies. Deal. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to I be honest, think you got to even remotely worry about the Chiefs. I don't think you have to be worried. I think honestly, it's it's a good thing for his career, right? He he's been playing with a chip on his shoulder where they've been they've been great since he's came in, and he's a little humble now, right? He he had the largest margin of defeat in his career for the game, uh, career low points in a game. Uh, zero touchdowns for the first time since he's been the quarterback. So he's hitting all these lower marks, and it's like, hey, you got knocked off the pedestal. All right, one, from a player perspective, regroup. He's going to be watching the film. He's going to be trying to figure out defensive schemes, whatever happened on him. Two, coaching staff is going to do the same thing. They're going to come back and obviously re replan around all of this. So I think it's a good thing. Like, yeah. it's, it sucks to what happened, but it's, it's good. He's young, and it happened to him. It's like, hey, the goat knocked you in the mouth, right? Yeah. What are you yep. going to do about that now when you come back? No, you're, you're totally right. I, I would be worried for the league because Pat Mahomes hasn't, like he said himself, he hasn't lost like this in a while. The dude's probably going to be mad, mad motivated, and that's going to be bad for the league because he's already it, crazy talented. It's the same as like when Brady, right, when they went undefeated in the season, they got knocked in the Super Bowl, right? Like it sucks, but like that feeling that you get, you're like, shit, I'm coming back next season. Like yeah. with a chip on my shoulder, and that's exactly yeah. what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. I think Brady and Gronk both showed it last night. Like winning doesn't get old. You can win however many championships you want, you're still going to go crazy. It's also though, I I do also think for him, people have been criticizing Tom Brady like about oh you're a system quarterback, you're not absolutely the goat. It's all these other guys. He has that fuel, right? I feel like I feel like sometimes when you're winning and you're undisputed, it does get old. But I don't think for Tom Brady, it's never been been a situation where he could get old because people always still criticize him no matter what he did. It's like LeBron. I think I made this point like a week ago or two weeks ago where, yes, yeah. he definitely grew because of the system. And that was probably the first part of his career. But as he was in the system, as he got older, more knowledgeable, right? It's not just a system. Like he, he is the walking system now, right? He can take what he's learned over that time of his career and take it to another yeah. place and then say, Hey, I, I, I've got all this knowledge. Let's, let's use these guys. Let's use the young guys. Let's bring in some vets do whatever we got to do. And now he is that mold of that walking system. Right. So, it, it, I mean, definitely the system got it to him, but now he can separate himself from that. And that's what he did with the bucks. This is going to sound obvious, but I just realized it in the NFL. Even if you have a great system, these guys figure out the system. The defensive coordinators figure out the system, and they eventually beat the system, right? That's why those – yeah, It's a chess game, right? It's a chess exactly. game. Exactly. You come up with something new, defense finds out how to stop it. You come up with something different, they find out how to stop it. Exactly. And you keep exploding and, each other, that's it. But if a quarterback is purely talented, no matter what the system is, he's going to find a way to win. And you can't win seven fucking times, even if you're a system quarterback. No system quarterback has won that much. No system quarterback's won three times, in my opinion. Agreed, but – Again, that ties into what I, I made earlier, right? They switched yeah. the game, right? They went to play action. They didn't play them in play action the first time around. So they're like, all right, you can do this clearly. Let's exploit them and run the play action. That was a chess piece move where they're like, all right, first time around, they got like they got us. This time around, they're not going to expect us. We'll get them. No, I just had the realization about this just now. Like sitting here talking about like, man, th these guys, they like, they stop like trends quickly. Like what happened to the run pass option? That's like going away now. We had the, what's it called? The, the fucking, what was RG3 doing? Huh? What'd you say? RG3? What was, what was it? The, or the read option and the run pass option, all these things, all these the gimmicks. RPO. Huh? It's the RPO offense. But that's the run pass, right? The run, the read option is if you're yeah. going to give it to the guy or you're going to run. Versus a run pass, you can you have a guy running a slant. Well, they were running that with what was it Lamar Jackson and RG3 yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I I play I play Madden. That's how I know. <laughs>
but yeah, no, I, I, I just had that realization live. Huh? Yeah. One serious question before we kind of go on to our next topic. Sure. Andy Reid, we can all admit Andy Reid got out coached this game, right? Sure. He's one for three in Super Bowls. Where does he, like, at the end, let's say if he was to retire today, and let's let's throw out Mike Tomlin, two, two for two in Super Bowls. If Mike Tomlin doesn't get to another Super Bowl, but he still has a winning season for the rest of his career, Who's the better head coach? I mean, by pure longevity, it would be Andy Reid. That would be the that would be the reason why I would say Andy Reid. But if you give um, Tomlin the same type of longevity and the success we've seen, it would then be Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. He doesn't like he has had that bad team with Mason Rudolph last year, ten and six, right? Like Mike Tomlin never had a team. Exactly, like that's. But it's it's hard to compare the two. Tomlin's still really young in his career. Remember, Andy Reid was out there in like Green Bay and stuff with Holgram and whatever the fuck I forgot the other guys' names. It's really tough to do that one. I was I'm trying to think of the guy that. It's him and Bill Belichick, the longest two head coaches. Yeah, yeah, but Tomlin's still fairly young, right? Like you can go backwards. I'm I'm trying to. I'm actually looking up one person before I say him. So give me a sec. I'm, I'm give me a sec. Give me a second. While you while you're doing that, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm just doing Ooh, a quick I got look one. Here, and they've got Andy Reid, uh, like out of the top 25, right? They got him at 15. They got Tomlin at 20. So Reid has got 10 division, uh, maybe 11 now. 10 division titles. Uh, obviously, you got the three Super Bowl appearances, one-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, what 207 to 128 in 21 seasons win loss. You got Tomlin with six division titles. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances and obviously the championships. But like you said, the longevity of it, he may be able to jump it. But I think like Gogia said over the longevity of it is probably Andy Reid. Okay. A good comparison of Andy Reid is to Bill Parcells, in my opinion. I think that's a good comparison of who he is. Because Bill Parcells has also lost in the Super Bowl, but he's also been very successful everywhere he goes. Like Bill Parcells was the guy that was, if you brought Bill Parcells in, your team is going to take one year and then be in the playoffs. And I think that's what Andy Reid is. A very successful... The, he is the offensive opinion, in my opinion, the offensive Bill Parsons. That's, that's actually a very great comparison. I like that. Yeah, that's and with that status means you're legendary already. There you go. You're a legendary. Yeah, I was like, don't don't think that for a second he's not gonna be freaking like playing with that chip on the shoulder too. He's coming back and like, damn, I got my ass beat. Like, I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, who do you guys have as your like your early picks for the Super Bowl next year? Washington, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby, well, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, um, we're gonna get Deshaun Watson in this building or Dak, and then we're gonna we're gonna win some games, baby. Until uh, the Cowboys sign a quarterback, you can't pick the Cowboys. I can't pick, honestly, but I'll I'll go with Tom Brady and them coming back. Right, all season I keep knocking him, and he keeps showing me that he can do it. So if they get these off-season signings that they need, um. I don't see why they can't re- come back to what they just did. I mean, they really came together at the end of this year. So it's the same as last year, right? We we had no reason not to knock Kansas City for making it back, which they did. So we'll so go around the logic. Your prediction would be a, a repeat Super Bowl? I don't know about a repeat Super Bowl. I'm just saying that I expect Tom Brady to be there. I don't know about Kansas City. 
so who would take down Kansas City on the? I don't know yet. <laughs> I can tell you my. I think I. I can tell you my matchup. Okay. Bills Rams. It's gonna be a Bills Rams Super Bowl. I think. I think that's what will end up happening. I think Stafford is a big upgrade for them, and they still have their entire defense. And I could see them picking up Marvin Jones for nothing, and that's just another piece that Stafford likes to play with. This is all barring Stafford's health. If he's not healthy, then obviously I'm I'm wrong. They're in win now mode, right? So I mean, theoretically they should, but I I still think Tampa's still going to go to the playoffs and stuff. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I just think LA is going to finally have that run, and I think the Packers will be good again. That's my NFC Championship game right now. Knowing nothing else, NFC Championship game will be the Packers and Rams, and the AFC Championship game will be Bills Chiefs rematch. I like that. Yeah. I do not think the Rams are going to make the Super Bowl next year. I do think that they're going to run into. I I feel like they're going to run into issues. Um, personally, I think once San Francisco figures out who's going to play their quarterback position, because there, there's still a lot of things that are, have not been decided yet, right? Like, obviously, we haven't gone through free agency. We haven't gone through. I'm just going by what I know now. What you know now. Yeah. What we'll do I this know again now. after We'll do this after the draft and free agency again. But yeah. what I know now. Based off of the team set up now, I like it. I kind of want to go Steelers, Steelers, and Tampa. Go cool. as long as you don't say the Washington Football Team. I'm I'm on board with both of you guys. Cool. Yeah. I will say I do want to see Breeze walk out, like, like play next season and walk out on top. That's like even as a Washington fan, I would want to see that because I really like Breeze, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay. No. 